You're listening to a 58 Ember production. Hey, welcome to Here For It. I'm your host, Erica Muller. Each week, we'll be talking all things life, fashion and beauty, personal development, and probably some pop culture along the way as well. Here For It is your weekly space to get grounded, regroup, and be inspired to live your best life. Because really, we're all figuring it out as we go. And I'm so here for it. Hi guys, welcome back to Here For It. My name is Erica Muller. For anyone new around here, welcome. I'm so happy to have you. Thank you for being here. This week's episode is all about mindset, which is really one of my favorite topics to talk about and sort of deep dive into. I always have some sort of mindset book either downloaded on my iPad or physically on my nightstand. I just find it so fascinating to learn about our brains and how they work and how mindset plays a role into everything. And so I'm always going down that little rabbit hole. Um, But so I have my dear friend Shannon Bills on the podcast this week to talk all things mindset because Shannon is a mindset coach. And if you're like, her name sounds familiar and you've been here for a while, you might recognize her. She was my very first ever, actually, podcast guest uh, almost three years ago when she was still working in casting. So if you are interested in casting or being an actor or anything like that, definitely go back and listen to that episode because we're not talking about any of that today. Um, And I'll link it in the show notes for you as well. But after working in casting, Uh, she decided to become a coach for actors. And then through that work, uh, she kind of started seeing all these commonalities between actors. And she was like, I think people could really benefit from mindset work. And so now she is a full-on mindset coach. And so she's going to be sharing her take on mindset and how she approaches it. And we will get to that in a second. But I did want to sort of intro this episode with an updated version of my morning routine. It does play a really big role into my daily mindset, and I try to be as mindful as I can about where my thoughts are throughout the day. Um, I do think mindset plays a really big role in uh, how I move through life and, you know, facing the day every day. And so if you've also been here for a while, you might recognize that I tend to ask people about their morning routines because I do find it interesting to see how people start their day. And sometimes somebody says something that sparks, you know, inspiration in you. And that's kind of how my morning routine has evolved over time. Uh, and it is a little bit different than the last time I spoke about it. So I thought I'd share in case anyone is looking for something new to add to their morning routine. And also later in this episode, Shannon does share about her morning routine. So you kind of get two for one today. But so for mine, it's really honestly pretty simple. I wake up every morning and the first thing I do is open all the blinds. I want as much sunlight in my space as humanly possible. Uh, That is like my favorite thing in the morning is just to like bask in the sunlight. So I do that. And then right after that, I come out to the couch and I will sit for 15 minutes in silence to do a silent meditation. Uh, And for me, out of all the things in my morning routine, 
this is the most important. It has made the biggest impact in my life and it is the most non-negotiable for me. If I am super busy, if I am traveling, if I have to wake up at 3 a.m., it does not matter. Everything else can go out the window, but I will make time for 15 minutes of silence. Sometimes it is just silence and I'm like kind of zoned out. Sometimes I'm doing visualizations. Sometimes it's affirmations. It's never just the same thing every day, but it is, I feel, the most quality time with myself where I can really check in with how am I feeling, where are my thoughts, what do I want, and really get back in tune with myself. And so for me, 1000% non-negotiable. After that, lately I have been making matcha every morning instead of coffee. I have found that matcha in the morning is just a little easier on my nervous system to where I don't feel like I'm becoming anxious because of it. I feel like it's just a smooth transition and I just love having something warm to drink in the morning. It's very comforting to me. So after I make my matcha, I will sit down with it and I will either journal or read while I'm drinking it. And some days that's five minutes. Some days it's 20 minutes. Some days it's not at all, just depending on the day. Um, but I like to do those kind of in tandem. And then after that, and this is something I don't think I've ever included on this podcast or in a morning routine before, but I, for years, it seems, have been trying to learn Spanish. And I say I've been trying to learn because I feel like I am very um, fluent in understanding Spanish, meaning if someone is speaking to me in Spanish, if I'm overhearing a conversation, if I'm seeing you know something on TV and it's in Spanish, I understand what is being said. However, I have struggled with being able to verbally respond if somebody is speaking to me. And so that's been an area that I have continued to want to get better at. And I've tried a lot of different um, tools and techniques and programs and stuff, and they've all been helpful. I think the best was when I was uh, working one-on-one with a teacher, but it was right as COVID hit. And so that went out the window. Um, But I was telling a friend this recently, well, last year at some point, and she recommended to me this app called Mango. And I do now one lesson every morning and the lesson lasts anywhere from 10 to 20, maybe 25 minutes. And the thing about Mango that I love is that it's all spoken. It's all verbal. And so it is forcing me to speak Spanish. Um, and so my confidence in now speaking Spanish has really gone through the roof because of mango. And so I really have enjoyed incorporating that into my morning because I, I can see the difference that it has made. Um, and I do believe mango offers different languages other than Spanish. If Spanish isn't your thing that you're wanting to learn, but, um, I highly recommend it and it is free if you have a library card. So that's pretty cool. So after I do my language lesson for the day, I will then either jump into a workout if I have time, or some days I just have to go straight into meetings or work or whatever. Every day is kind of different for me. And so if I can squeeze in a workout, I always like to, otherwise it kind of gets tacked on the end of the day and I prefer to work out in the morning, but that's basically it. Um, And like I said, this changes daily based on what's going on in my schedule, sometimes just how I'm feeling. 
But the one thing that I will always do every single day of the week, no matter what is going on, 15 minutes, silent meditation. Um, Yeah. So with that, let's jump into all things mindset with Shannon. I want to know like when and how you got into mindset work. Yeah. So definitely crediting my parents, specifically my mom, um, which I feel like is very unique. Most, most kids or teenagers are not brought up in this type of work. Um, but my mom has always been a positive person. I feel like that rubbed off on me. Good vibes in my household always. Um, and when I was in high school, my mom had an autoimmune disease or still does called fibromyalgia. And when she was really sick, it was a, a, it's a disease where your nerves are very overactive. And so you're in pain and achy all the time, which is an invisible illness. You look on the outside and you're like, you're fine. You're fine. But she just hit zero and was like, had to just be laying down and icing her back. And Uh, doctors were giving her these pain meds and these pain meds were literally making her depressed, like stealing her joy away. And I was seeing it at 15, 16 years old. And she was really only on them for about a month or two. And she's like, you know what? I am not myself. I cannot do this. There's got to be another way. And so my mom started journaling. My mom started meditating. And my mom also got introduced to an energy healing called Reiki. Um, And she loved that so much that she learned how to give Reiki herself. And so I was seeing all these really cool tools from 15, 16 years old. And so Then I started to journal. I started to meditate. My mom would do Reiki on me. I would feel the shifts in in how we first started the session and how we we would end a session. And I just thought it was such cool, magical work that most people were not talking about at the time. I mean, no one was talking about mindset coaches or energy healings or manifestation. And nowadays it's definitely becoming more of a well-known, uh, topic that people are practicing vision boarding, but yeah, this is stuff I've been doing now for 15 years or so. And, um, I'm really lucky to have experienced it at such a young age because that was my foundation. And then I just build and build from there where I've had intuitive healers teach me how to open up my intuition. I've had, um, uh, energy healers teach me how to clear energy off of me. Um, and so just through the years, all these different teachers and mentors I've had, I've kind of just taken what really resonated with me, what I've seen the effects from, and just built a whole 12 week course around, Hey, here is what I do to maintain my energy or to shed lower vibrational energy or to re reframe my thoughts. It's kind of like a, a little intro to exercises and practices that changed my life. I'm curious, one, how it's evolved over the years. Like you just said, you know, you as you've been introduced to things, you have started incorporating them. But two, what is your like approach now when it comes to mindset? Because I think it can come across as like ridiculous or silly to like, oh, you just want me to change my mind. You know, um, like I feel like a lot of you, what you see on the internet is very surface level. How do you get past that? Yeah. So it's funny. The first thing that comes to mind, like how it's evolved for me is 
I normal, I normalize all of it. I normalize my shitty days, you know, where I am in my head, imposter syndrome, fear, resistance. And I talk about it with my students. I am never, ever going to be the coach. That's like, I wake up, I have my green juice. I light a candle. I do yoga. And then I meditate and journal for three hours before I start my day. No, like maybe I'm lucky if that's me twice a month, you know? Um, and maybe there are people out there that, that thrive with that routine more, but I, love how vulnerable I am with anybody. I will tell anyone, anything and everything. And I think being more authentic to who I am and, and being able to, to speak my truth on good days and bad days with my students allows them to go, Oh, this is normal. This is energy doing its thing because energy is always moving. We're not meant to have good days all the time. We're not meant to have bad days all the time. It is always going to ebb and flow. And I think when I first started practicing this work, I would resist the bad days. I would, I would put up the wall going, nope, nope, nope. Think positive thoughts, do positive things. I don't want to be in alignment for anything negative, you know, but really I, I think over the last few years, I've given myself more permission to lean into those days and know, Hey, like, is this something where I just need to curl up in a ball on a couch and, and order some pizza and it'll wear off in a few days? Or is it something where I've been in a funk for a few weeks? I'm now annoyed by this funk. Do I need to show myself a little discipline to, to move out of it by getting strict on a routine or being around people that lift me up? So I think giving myself that permission to just sit in whatever day I'm in has been the coolest thing about mindset work. I think that's such a good point because I've been in that space in the past where it's like, oh, I don't want to, I, I have a negative feeling in my body and I don't want to feel that because I don't want to like bring more of it to me or let it build. But I've also noticed when I resist it so much, it like internally builds and then it gets to a point where it like explodes. And I'm like, well, if I would have just let myself feel this, you know, three weeks ago when I needed to cry for 10 minutes. I wouldn't be experiencing this now. Yeah, exactly. I always relate it to filling up a junk closet. Eventually that junk closet won't close because things will just need to come out. You're going to have to clean it out. So you can choose to start cleaning it out now. So you have this beautiful empty closet with lots of space in it, or you'll just let the junk pile up, pile up, pile up until it finds you that door's wide open. And you're like, oh God, now I am a big ball of emotions exploding everywhere. Yeah, that makes sense. I also heard somebody say one time that emotions aren't good or bad. It's how we view them. And I guess that is mindset in and of itself. Mm -hmm. Um, but I feel like that's goes along with your analogy of this like junk closet. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I think I, I look at things more as I, I observe more now versus I always say I observe, I observe, I don't absorb. Mm -hmm. Um, and if I just kind of take it day by day, how am I feeling? What do I need to give myself? I don't see things as, come on, Shannon, you're a piece of garbage today. Or, wow, you're killing it today. I, I think it's almost nice to kind of be in this, uh, for lack of a better term, gray area versus so black and white. Like I think when we feel really deeply, whether it's really, really high or really, really low, it's just intense and exhausting. But when you can just kind of like move and groove through those feelings, 
again, not placing a good or bad on them. It just allows you to feel more free and flowing. So then for those people who are looking at mindset being like, this is very surface level. This is like, what do you mean? I'm going to change my life with my thoughts. What would you like say to them? Yeah. And I get it a lot. I think most people I work with, which is generally actors right now, I've introduced a lot of these mindset topics to actors, but I work with anyone, anybody that is available for growth or wants to grow in some way. Um, and I, I understand that resistance, right? I think my honest answer would be, it's not a a quick fix thing. We're talking about years of programming and patterns and habits that we need to break. If you're not getting to the root of the problem, the problem's going to find you very, very shortly after. So to me, seeing mindset work as this will always be a work in progress. This will always be a lifelong journey. Um, the visual I give in my classes is it's like we're playing this video game where every level of the video game is going to have new monsters to battle or or new, you know, higher things to jump off of. Right. Um, but every level you unlock and you're like, oh, cool. Now I'm at level two. Great. I feel amazing having done all the work from level one and now I'm at level two. OK, here's level two's monsters. And to me, really, that's like limiting beliefs or triggers or resistance coming up but again. But then guess what? You break free of that. And now you're on to level three. And I just see life as that. The whole journey of life is always going to be kind of like that game of just what's coming up for me now. Okay, here are these tools to help me release, to help me reframe, to help me think bigger. Um, and then I'll unlock the next level, you know? Um, so I think the surface level is, think positive thoughts or just let go or just release or just say this positive affirmation. Sure. Those things are good, but that's just, again, the surface level. We're just scratching the surface with those tools. I want to teach people how to release energy off of them. I want to teach people where those limiting beliefs are coming from. I want them to know their ego versus their higher self. I want them to have the ability to access their intuition. So I do feel that I am somebody that takes it 10 steps further, gives people tools for life to help them maintain this flow of, wow, I have the tools to just release things that don't feel good. I have the tools like manifestation tools, right? Talking about future self and dream life and vision boarding and what's the energy and emotions and feelings you want to feel in that dream life. Like you have those tools to up level. You have those tools to shift out of fear very quickly. Um, so I think for me, it's like, you got to just give it a try. You can't just listen to one meditation or you can't just do one mindset call. You can't just look in a mirror once and give yourself a compliment. It is a commitment to changing your thoughts, changing your habits, changing your patterns. And that's going to change every couple of months because our needs, our desires, our wants are going to change every couple of months. So it's really this lifelong commitment of, okay, I'm going to choose to let the love in instead of the fear. Totally. Can you go back and explain the difference between ego versus higher self for anybody who might be new to that? Totally. So simplest terms, it's fear and love. One is fear. One is love. Ego's only job 
is actually a positive thing. It's to protect us. It's to keep us safe. And most people think, okay, cool. Well, then I'm going to listen to that. Right. But ego is also going to be the quickest way to keep us in the comfort zone and never grow. Um, ego is the part of us that likes to compare ego is the part of us that has to think of a million million reasons why we shouldn't do something, even though our guts telling us something different, but our thoughts are like, no, no, that would be scary. Don't take that big leap. You know, it's, it's trying to keep us safe, but most of the world is operating from the ego because they're scared to take on their dreams. They're scared of what life would look like outside of their comfort zone. Um, so a lot of people are playing by the ego's rules. And I try to invite people to say, hey, there's a whole other part of you that exists. And yes, it's not as loud as the ego. It's not as in your face as the ego. That's your higher self. And your higher self to me is like this the spirited, energetic version of you that exists on an energetic level that communicates with you through intuition and is giving you these gut feelings, is giving you these gentle nudges, has your highest timeline, your highest vision, all of your goals in mind. Now, people mistaken higher self because higher self sometimes is like, hey, you should not, you know, you have this gut feeling of I shouldn't be friends with this friend anymore because they keep making me feel bad. Most people are going to go, wait, but if higher self is love, I'm confused now, right? Like, what do you mean you're telling me to, to leave this job or leave this friend or stop this habit, right? So you're battling ego versus higher self. But when you realize, oh, this is contributing to my long-term growth, I know that this friend doesn't make me feel good when I'm with them. And uh, I always, am, you know, just feel their energy off of me. I realize my higher self is giving me an invitation to release that, you know? So higher self is always giving us these gentle nudges, these in, this intuitive guidance of, hey, think bigger here, or hey, why don't you try this? And it's just these small, gentle, whispery gut feelings um, or deep inner knowings that come our way. And a lot of people miss them because our ego's louder, life is busier, we wanna stay safe and in our comfort zone. But- if you give yourself the permission to speak with higher self, maybe that takes a little bit of time opening that up through uh, meditation, journaling, just maybe even chatting with higher self out loud. It does feel silly and playful at first, but that's really what all of this work is meant to be. Um, you'll start to see how your life changes when you let more of the love in instead of the fear um, or when you see things as invitations and hey, this is gonna like, get me 10 steps closer to what I want versus 10 steps backwards from what I want. I'm going to go with that. I'm going to commit to the growth. And yeah, there might be resistance that comes up. There might be fear that comes up that will never, ever, ever be eliminated, no matter how much mindset work you do, but you're strong, you can do it. And when you work through it, which I've worked through so many, uh, invitations to up level in my life that felt like the hardest days of my life, whether it had been a breakup, leaving casting, uh, pivoting from audition coaching to mindset coaching. I'm constantly unlocking those new levels, but those new levels also bring on new triggers, new resistance. But I'm like, Hey, I've done this before. I'm going to work through it again. And I know I'm going to feel amazing after that. Yeah. That makes so much sense. That was a really good explanation. Um, what is the number one thing or common denominator 
that you see with clients when they first come to you? Mm, good question. Well, to me, it I think energetically, everyone just feels stuck. Mm-hmm. Um, the other analogy I give a lot of people is this plane and runway um, example. So what I mean by that is if someone comes to me saying, I'll just relate it to actors. I want to be a series regular uh, or I want to book my first co-star. I want to sign with an agent. That desire, I want you to think of that as your plane. Like each desire is its own plane. We have the series regular plane. We have the agent manager plane. We have the million dollar plane. And all we need to do to get that plane to land is have clear space, have a clear runway for that plane to land in your life. But on your runway currently is that junk closet we were talking about, limiting beliefs like it's hard for me to make money. No agent or manager will ever want to sign me. I I've, don't get a lot of auditions. No casting director takes a chance on me. They come to me with all of these ego uh, related, like victim mindset, uh, baggage, right? Like, well, this has been my story. You know, I've been out in LA 12 years and no agent or managers ever signed me and, uh, I'm broke and I really want to be an actor and I really want to be a series regular, but I don't get auditions. So they're just stuck in the past. So to answer your question, it, it it's stuckness. It's just this letting the past define where they want to be going. And so their runway is full of junk. And I bring this up in almost all of my mindset calls, just because I feel like it's a nice, simple way to visualize it all. We got to clear this off the runway in order for that plane to land. And when I say plane to land, I first say, bring the energy to your physical world. And then the manifestation, the actual physical mind to form thing can show up in your life in its own timeline. Um, But I I think so many people don't give themselves permission to think of the loving thought. They just think of ego thoughts and they think of what's been happening for the last couple of months or the last couple of years. They don't focus on what could be. They're focusing on what was, and that's what keeps them stuck. So I would say most people, that is what we're working through. So with that, I feel like obviously everybody's runway is going to contain different limiting beliefs and and junk, right? Mm -hmm. So do you have different mindset practices for different situations? Like, do you have just a general daily practice? What if like you're stressed, anxious, things like that? Yeah. So the simplest thing I do, and this is all about like my first week of my program, this is what I talk about is let's clear that runway or let's start to clear it, right? Let's start chipping away at the version we want to be. And so I think it's always important to figure out where those beliefs stemmed from. So we're playing a little detective work here. We're figuring out what are these limiting beliefs that are playing in my head? What is this stuck energy that I'm currently vibrating at and I'm currently attracting? What is that? And then you're figuring out where it came from. You know, maybe there was an acting teacher that said something to you a few years ago saying, you'll never be a comedic actress. You are not funny. So now you're saying, Shannon, I want to book comedies, but I, I, I'm not good enough, right? Well, okay, let's go back. Where did that thought stem from? The tricky thing is a lot of our patterns of 
you know, our fears, what's keeping us stuck actually happen from ages one to seven. And most of the time we don't even remember what the heck it was. Um, but when we are that age, our mind is like a fishbowl, just absorbing these thoughts again, subconscious mind talking about the whole good versus bad, true versus false subconscious mind doesn't know what's good or bad. Subconscious mind doesn't know what's true and false. It just knows what is. So when you're a kid, you're just absorbing all of this information. When you have your parents saying, Hey, don't touch this, be like this, or a teacher saying, don't talk like this, think like this, do this. You're just absorbing it all. So you don't actually know what's yours. Like, what are your beliefs, you know? Um, but doing this work, it takes a little bit of time to, to recall a lot of those memories and experiences of where they stem from. But I know for me, a lot of mind limiting beliefs came from high school. Um, just things that were reflected back to me, uh, in my friend groups, um, or with teachers or, or just like money beliefs that I'd see with my family, whatever it is. Um, so pinpointing where those beliefs came from is the next thing. Cause you want to prove to your subconscious mind, Oh, this, this isn't how I actually think this was taken on by somebody else. The only two fears that you have when you're born is fear of falling and fear of loud noises. Every other fear is taken on. Um, so that's the second step. So you have identify, then you have, uh, figuring out where that came from. And then the third step is, well, what do you want to believe is true? What is the new belief here? Um, and it takes a little bit of time for your subconscious mind to go, okay, that, okay, this is the new belief, not this, this, not this, this. And that's where we would do practices like, Hey, maybe read the, read this back to yourself every night or, um, record it and, and listen to it on a morning walk, you know, just to really train the subconscious mind to go, okay, this is how we're thinking now and take action around those new beliefs, right? Like if you're saying I, I am only available for, for serious regular energy, well, what does serious regular you think like and talk like and act like, and how do, how do they spend their money and what do they do in their personal time that can all be applied right now to helping call that energy in, you know? So just getting playful with, okay, this is how I'm choosing to think and believe. Well, I can't just talk the talk. I got to walk the walk too. Totally. I love that because I feel like then it becomes a lot more personal instead of like this cookie cutter, like now just think and repeat this affirmation. It's like, okay, but I want different things than you. And then the next girl, then the next person, you know, and so on. And so it's like, okay, these are my problems. And now here's how I can flip them where I feel good. And this is like customized to me. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So with that, I know you're also big on like setting intentions. Mm -hmm. How do you go about setting attention? Uh, setting intentions, because I think it's very easy to sit down and write a goal and then you never look at it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's going to come down to what you value most mm. because I have goals that I've written in a journal on a, on my phone, on a to-do list where some of them I've been like actively working towards. And I actually talked about this the other day, there was a goal I wrote down to be on more podcasts. <laughs> and I wrote this goal last year and I have not taken any action around it. This is the first podcast I've done in six months or so. And I'm like, oh my God, shoot. I forgot that is something I, I've really wanted. And I still really want that. Um, so the first thing I'll say is 
be kind with yourself, be gentle with yourself, you are going to know what you just prioritize based off of your values. And that's going to look different for everybody. Um, I think what really helps me is I have so many different post-it notes, like all around me at all times, just reminding me, okay, this is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to do. Um, the background of my phone, I always have just an energetic intention through the year, which my word this year, you probably can't see it, but it says expansion. Expansion. Yeah. Cute. Oh. And intention of the year, expansion, just think bigger, do bigger, be bigger, Um, which I I like to just break it down in terms of energy, because I think sometimes too many goals, too many intentions are really overwhelming. And then we just don't end up tackling any of them. But if you can break it down to a word, an energy, right? So for me, it is expansion. Um, Last year it was up level the year before was transformation and let that kind of be the common theme of your week. Let it come in however it wants to come in, but at least you kind of have this foundation of, okay, if all my other goals and and intentions fail, if all else fails, I have this baseline of expansion. How can I think bigger this week? Or how can I do something bigger and bolder that I haven't done before? Um, but yeah, I, I think it. you can get as playful as you want with it. Um, I, I, I'm i not perfect either. Like, like I said, I have days where I just won't touch a to-do list. And then I have days where I, I cross everything out and I'm getting it all done. And again, that's just that ebbs and flow of life. Um, I was going to mention one more thing about intentions. Oh, when I wake up in the morning. So first thing I do when I wake up, uh, turn off my alarm, put my phone down, ask myself two questions. What am I grateful for? And I just go through my head, right? My health, my husband, my parents, my business, my money, my creativity, my intuition. And then what energy do I want to call in today? And I'll say, okay, I have a busy day. Let me call in some vitality, uh, some creativity, some connection, some abundance. And even that alone to just kind of start my day with that is enough of an intention for me. Um, I think some people are going to naturally lean more masculine or more feminine. And I just mean that with energy, more masculine people are going to want to have the tangible task at hand. They're going to want to be the doers, the hustlers, the movers, go, go, go. Mm -hmm. I lean a little bit more feminine where I'm just doing that small little intention throughout the day is enough for me to go, ah, all is well. Let's make this day look like whatever it needs to look like. Like I've set the intentions, the work is done. Um, So it just kind of depends if you're listening where you generally lean. Um, But the whole point of that masculine and feminine is actually to balance both. So I know because I am such a feminine person, it is easy for me to trust. It is easy for me to let go and release and set intentions and flow. I actually surround myself with more masculine energy type coaches and friends to help push me in ways that I can't push myself. I really like that idea of choosing a word for like the energy of it, because I think going back to like your actor and series regular example, you know, if, if this actor doesn't have an agent, doesn't have a manager, isn't getting auditions and they want to be all the way over here. Sometimes it's hard to look at your goal and be like, well, how the heck do I get there? Like, it feels like such a big gap. And so if you have something like that, that's a reminder of like, well, what can I do 
that's in that direction today, that might be a small step, but it's still a step. I think that's a really good reframe. For sure. I think a lot of this work can feel very intimidating. And that's why I'm like, well, how do we dissect it to something smaller then? And usually the answer is always like, let's come up with one essence, one energy that we can carry and follow through with. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So the name of my podcast, as you know, is here for it. And Mm -hmm. I have a segment called here for you, which is like an advice column for people. I love that. So I would love if you could leave everyone with one piece of advice where you are here for them, uh, when it comes to mindset, definitely release the timeline. I think the timeline is what gets, gets people most frustrated with this process of mindset work. Um, it has been frustrating to me too. Like I, I, again, will always say, I go through the things that you're all going through, even as a mindset coach, even with all the tools, um, in the land of energy, in the land of metaphysical work, spiritual work, mindset work, there is no such thing as time. Um, and so when we're writing these goals down, I think it's fun and, and intentional and specific to say, hey, would love to see this happen this week or would love to see this happen this year. But I also release that pressure. I always say you want your foot on the gas, but you don't want it slamming on the gas. And you also don't want it just not on the gas pedal at all. It's if you just like bring it back to flow and nothing extreme, no pressure, no constraint. Same thing with time. When you're putting time on something that kind of adds to some pressure, you know, because then if it doesn't happen in the timeline that you wanted it, you don't trust it. You know, I, I do this visual where Let's say, uh, again, I'll just relate it back to actors with being a series regular. That seems to be most of the goals that I deal with for actors is I want to be the lead of a film or a series regular. And maybe they're saying in this next year, I want to be a series regular. And maybe there's somebody that never had an audition before. And so they're doing this work. They're thinking of that energy, had a series regular me, think, speak, act, spend money, play, et cetera. And so this flower is starting to grow and you're starting to get auditions and you're starting to book auditions and you're booking one line co-stars. Now you're booking guest stars. The flower is growing, growing and growing. And then maybe you don't get any series regular auditions and you go, well, shoot, I guess I'm not going to be a series regular this year. Flowers going back in the ground because you just are now not trusting this process, you know, when really there's always magic coming to us in small ways, in big ways, and all the ways in between. We just will never know. We will never know the timing of anything. And I think I used to be frustrated with that, especially when I was like, but I'm an intuitive healer. And like, I I should know like what's right for me, what's wrong for me, when it's coming in, when it's not coming in. And I think there was uh, this distrust of the universe saying, hey, why can't you just trust and be more playful with, with the timeline that we're putting on for you that you can't see in your physical world yet, but trust it's coming. All you have to do is trust the process. Um, and the more I've leaned into that, I I've just felt more free. Like, I think for me, the biggest example is living in LA and owning a home. Gosh, like I, it's, uh, very expensive, you know, and I am in my one bedroom apartment right now, but I have learned to trust that this beautiful home that's in my mind that I continue to feed thoughts and energy to is coming to me. 
It's coming to me. And I don't know if it's six months from now. I don't know if it's a year from now. I don't know if it's 10 years from now, but I know it's coming to me. And to just have that knowing and that connection with this energy just makes me feel so happy. And, and just like, there's, there's no negative feelings in my body with that. So simplest thing, trust the timeline. Um, it's going to take a little bit of time to trust that, but I invite anybody listening who has a timeline around something to just release it and, and try not to think about it. Cause I always say, once you order from the menu of the universe, trust that you ordered it, trust that it's coming, you know, um, you're gonna feel more free that way. And then when the thing does land, when you least expected it, it's the most magical feeling ever. Thank you so much. This was amazing. I'm so happy to have had you back and this time to talk about mindset. Yes. Thank you for having me. And thank you to anybody listening. This is my favorite thing ever to talk about because I just think it's cool and it feels good. And why can't we all be doing it? You know, totally. It is really cool. Mm -hmm. Let everybody know where they can find you, all the things you want them to know. Yeah. So you can find me, uh, on Instagram or TikTok, which is Shannon bills, B I L L S coaching Shannon bills, coaching, or my website is shannonbills.com where we could work together. A lot of different ways you can work with me. This has been a 58 Ember production. For more shows, please visit the 58 Ember channel, 58ember.com, or find us at 58 Ember Media on socials.